Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff. And today I have another special guest with us. I have the head coach, the new head coach of Queens University of Charlotte women's basketball team, Jennifer Brown. How you doing? I am Cliff. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this with you today. I'm so excited. I'm doing great considering. (laughs) Good, good, good. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show. I'm really excited about this. Uh, You know, we we spoke prior to the show and I I don't know if I told you I like your energy. So I already know this is going to be a great, (laughs) a great uh, show. I'll try not to be too Brooklyn, though. I try to keep (laughs) Do your thing. (laughs) And really quick, before I introduce the topics, I want to take and do a quick shout out to all the listeners and all the social media followers. I appreciate you guys for continuing to like, share, subscribe, and show your support for the same show. Everybody in all 60 plus countries, thank you. I love you guys. Keep continue to show your support and keep continue to spread the word about the same show. And if you don't follow us and you're listening, make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the same underscore show, S-A-N-E underscore show. And then, again, same underscore show. And then you can find us on Facebook, The Sane Show. Again, on Facebook, that's The Sane Show. So today, we're going to talk about collegiate sports and entertainment. We're also going to talk about the perception of women in sports. Then following that, we're going to have an interview with you, Jennifer, so that the listeners can learn more about your time in the game and then also you know learn about all the other fun stuff that comes with that as well so let's go ahead and hop right into it i'm ready collegiate sports and entertainment so i I, I was sharing my thoughts with you prior to the recording and i think that's something we kind of overlook a little bit when we talk about sports and entertainment like with anything i like to believe in this business that Everything affects entertainment, and entertainment affects everything as well. And I mean, really, entertainment mimics reality. Absolutely. If we're being honest. So when it comes to sports and collegiate sports and entertainment, one of the things I'm, I'm thinking about is college athletes, student athletes being on TV. Yeah. And being on TV, getting this name recognition, some people... You know, I guess one of the best examples I could think of is Michael Jordan coming a household name before he even hit the NBA. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you gonna bring up the goat first? <laughs> <laughs> and and then the big thing too is the money. Yeah. That's made off of college sports. Right. Especially you talk about these these deals that they have with ESPN, mm-hmm. Fox Sports, and all these other networks. It's a lot. And, you know, we really didn't come to learn that right. until the conversation came up about student athletes getting their fair share for the work that they put in to right. play sports. And I get, on that part alone, I, I just want to get some of your thoughts. What are, what, what are some of your thoughts, especially you having been a student athlete and played on the, on the uh, collegiate level. What are some of your thoughts about some of this as far as entertainment and collegiate sports? I think you hit it right in the head. Sports and entertainment, they go hand in hand, especially collegiate sports, because that's essentially where you're grooming your superstars 
a lot of what you see with the, you know, the paid student athletes is also because of the, the day and times that we live in right now with the heightened sense of social media and presence and people picking five-star kids when they're essentially out the womb. So you, you get a lot of kids who get who get a lot of hype fairly early, and everybody wants they pay. Everybody wants they paycheck. A big part of that is generated, honestly, during the high school level, like even before they get to college, because you see what's not talked about is like these professional, not professional, but AAU circuits, especially on the basketball side, where you have those Nike sponsored teams, the Adidas sponsored teams. So they're 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 recruiting hard, trying to get young men and young women to play on those teams so that they can start building their brand even more. And then you've seen issues where those kids are now being funneled to the Nike school, right? To the Adidas school or, or to the Under Armour school. And, and that's kind of how they do their big business. Because if you can get, you know, a Zion Williamson to, to, to wear Nike in high school and kids are idolizing this dude because he's jumping out the gym, then you're, you're boosting your stock. You're getting free ads with advertisement. On a young man, and then when they get to their next level, a collegiate level, it's a wrap because now they're on the national scale, they're on TV, and being seen across the world for millions and millions to idolize, and now they're boosting your stock and your revenue even more. So, it's always been a big money game. It's coming more and more to light just because of the age of technology that we're in, where everything is at your fingertips, and now understanding the big money involved, especially with BCS football, is crazy, especially with TV contracts. And that's why they're so big on having a bowl games. And that's why March Madness is such a big deal because of the TV contract. So um, it's a big part of big business of how a lot of universities uh, make money. They're, they're able to kind of get student athletes to foot the bill, so to speak, get some cheap labor a little bit with that. That's very true. You bring up a really great point in what you were saying, because as you were talking and you're, you're talking about these contracts, I'm thinking about Forbes list and yeah how they've taken rank professional organizations. And you see teams like Dallas Cowboys and Los Angeles Lakers, like they're, they're worth over a billion dollars. Right. And so it just made me think, as you were talking about how with some of these collegiate programs, I wonder how much they would be valued at, especially like a Duke or UNC or Alabama or Florida, Ohio right. State, Michigan. Like It makes me curious, like how much are they getting on these contracts? Definitely yeah. enough, especially again the in the BCS and NCAA as a whole for these bowl games for March Madness, like big uh, money drivers, and then let's not forget the ticket sales, the yeah. jersey sales, and making money off of the names of these student yeah. athletes who are laboring for free. So yes, when we talk about do they deserve to get paid? Yes, certainly. Yeah. Crazy amount of money? No, but definitely enough. To get them by because clearly a full ride <laughs> isn't enough and yeah. now that we talk about it it makes me say I, honestly I, i'm not gonna fault these guys it's not yes it, it's not it's against the rule but i don't fault them for taking these gifts getting yeah. the shoes getting you know these credit cards or whatever but they deserve it you know so let's yeah. let's pay them uh, another point i want to touch on too though the the the, the upside the really good upside too is is the exposure that they get and i'm just thinking exactly. as well obviously you have scouts that go to the games they're there in person and the great thing about having nationally and heck internationally televised games is the ability 
for the entire organization to watch you. Because obviously the, the coach ain't going to every game, and the coach got to be able to sit down and he wants to watch all the players he's got his eyes on. And right. you've seen these war rooms for some of these organizations. Like they they're watching, they're able to watch a lot of these players and have their eyes on them. So the great thing about being able to be on TV is be able to have the get a, you know get a little bit more exposure. Right. You know, and people to be able to, to actually see you and not have to worry about traveling the middle of nowhere, Iowa, <laughs> right. to, to watch a, a prospect that they might want to have on have on their team. And, you know, definitely a huge benefit for that. And you know, I, I know, you know, you know, you, you used to coach at Virginia Tech. So <laughs> it's, you, you've seen a, you've seen a lot of that. Am I right? Yeah, for sure. And I think. I'll be remiss I didn't say it's kind of twofold, to be honest with you, because mm. if you look and just because from a student athlete's experience, right, um, you kind of know what you're signing up for. And granted, they always say you get a free education, really nothing free about it because you're working, you're tail off, you're sweating every day, you're waking up, you're competing, you're training at a high level because you're trying to achieve something great with your team. I think what kind of get lost a lot in the shuffle is that if you look at like college sports overall, it's it, and and like the money wise of college sports, the business side of things. I bet you, if there's let's say 25 sports at a college, I bet you probably only three to four of those sports are making you actual revenue, and the other 20 to 22 sports are either breaking even money wise or they're costing you money money wise, right? So some of the bigger schools with more high-profile sports, the IE, you know, the BCS football, big-time men's basketball, big-time women's basketball, maybe, like, baseball is big there. Some schools, it might be hockey. Like, the revenue-driven sports are the ones that are essentially kind of footing the bill for the other 20 to 22 teams, if that makes sense. And that's something I wasn't aware of as a student athlete while I was playing because I was only in my bubble worrying about women's basketball and trying to win games and win championships with my team. And once I got to the coach's side, I realized the business side of things was that our student athletes making a lot of money and garnering a lot of attention and publicity for the colleges? Absolutely. And are they receiving a lot on the other hand as well? Absolutely. Because those who finish their degree, they're getting a great education. They're set for life. With a degree, they, they graduate debt-free, a lot of them. A lot of these people, they like we spoil these student-athletes to an extent, and they're afforded a lot of resources and opportunities that are um, may or may not be as easily accessible to the um, the average student, so to speak. So I think that I can always see it twofold because I, I played at a, at a high level collegiately, and now I'm, I coach at a high level collegiately. So I can kind of be devil's advocate and make arguments for both sides. Understood. I definitely appreciate that insight. Again, that's why I love having these conversations with people because it's always something to learn, to be learned from talking to someone like yourself who's 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 a coach now, who's been a player and been on every level of the game. So as as far as on the collegiate side, you you've been on up and you know, you've seen the D one and all that kind of stuff. So I really appreciate that insight because I learned something new there. <laughs> All right, we're back. Now we're going to talk about the perception of women in sports. I'll be honest with you. I don't think we give women enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're getting better with it. I really do. I agree. And 
and when I say we are, we're a lot better. And me being a black man, I wholeheartedly supporting our our black female athletes. Uh, you know, the Serena Williams and the Gabby yeah. Douglases and and every everybody else out there. I, I cannot think of the names. I'll some of I see. I got. I just see a whole <laughs> lot of faces in my mind that I can think of that have really. Because at the end of the day, it's like they dominated, right? They dominated right. in their lane, and it's like you gotta you gotta give credit where it's due on that right. one. And you know, obviously doing what you do, you know, I thought this would be a great conversation to have. As I was putting this segment together, you know, I'm sitting down and I'm thinking about all that uh, women athletes have done, all right. the great strides that they have made, and it honestly makes me happy when I see them on the front page, making the headlines and getting that recognition and me just being able to look and say, that's what I'm talking about, killing it. And not looking at it like, you know, like I was telling you before, I I don't like the idea of pitting a group. I want to uplift, celebrate the accomplishments and, and further uplift what they're doing, what they've done and what they're doing and what they're going to do. Yeah, um, man. Gotta give people they flowers while they're alive now, man. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, again, you haven't been a female athlete in your... Don't get it twisted. I still do a little oh. bit. <laughs> I keep it in the My half bad. court. Still... <laughs> I'm not going full court, but I still get up. I still do a little bit. <laughs> Talk to me, coach. Talk to right. me. Go ahead. Yeah. Give, me, give me your thoughts. I've, like, I've always... Like, for me personally, I never even thought about it, like, as women's sports or men's sports because mm-hmm. I'm one of 12 kids. So in my house, it, I got, it's six boys and six girls. And I'm kind of mm. in the middle with boys on both sides of me. So I was outside. I didn't know. I was outside playing basketball in the crate on the side of the building, playing football in the street, touch football, playing baseball, playing everything. So... For me, that was just normal. Like, I didn't even think about, like, oh, I'm a female playing sports. I just did what everyone else was doing around me. And and, and that's just kind of how I was raised. So I didn't realize it was kind of a, a different lane until I started playing organized basketball in high school and, you know, got to the collegiate level. I've always admired, and I knew, like, in New York back home, you can't – Kim Hampton, you know, Teresa Weatherspoon – they were trailblazers. My all-time, one of my favorites ever, who I like idolized to this day, Tina Thompson, who was a who was a beast, who was like the original female Carl Malone mixed with Charles Barkley, all them in one, and just winning championships. So for me, I've always idolized and looked to females as role models, and I never even thought about it. Like in oh, they're playing women's sports, they were just ballers to me. Like period. Serena Williams is just a, a tennis player to me. And I never, ever put the, like, women's sport on them because they're just that bad, those bad individuals. And I've always just loved watching sports for sports, period. And I think you have a great point in that we've made a lot of strides in, in those regards and people are starting to get a recognition. And I would love to see it be even more. And just to kind of get the same kind of publicity. And we talk about the advertisement and TV deals and things of that nature, just the way they kind of get people's names out there where they can be more recognized, but they can see the talent that is all over the world with women, period. So I, it's crazy because if you look at women's sports overseas, 
a lot of, especially basketball-wise, from, from basketball experience, a lot of women go and play overseas because they're a lot more recognizable and they're compensated financially a little bit better than here in the United States. So they may be a little bit ahead of us in, in those regards in terms of advertisement and paying and things of that nature. But over here, you can start and see them make strides. You look at the women's soccer team, um, U.S. women's soccer team fighting for equal pay. Yeah. You look at things like that and it gets me hyped every day. Like, let's go. Let's go. I'm about mm-hmm. to be the first head coach of the New York Knicks or something, you know. And that's how big I can dream because there are so many women who are out here fighting every single day and proving and showing our worth. And it excites me every single day I wake up. You bring up a great point because, like I was telling you, too, as far as, like, women going into, like I said before the recording, I was talking about how women are going into more sports that were traditionally known for men to play. But it's always been like that, really. Exactly. It's just that they're going into more of them. Yeah. We got people in the NFL now. That's so dope. Yeah. And and that's the kind of stuff I want to see more of. And, again, I, I like they can be on that same level and right. show up the guys. Right, you right, know, right. You really made me think when you said you didn't look at it as men and women as far as separating the two. You just right. looked at it as sports. And at first I'm like, I'm like, I, you know, I'm trying to relate to that a little bit because I didn't, I guess I didn't really look at it like that. And it's, it's, it's funny because as kids and we grow up, we don't look at things certain way. And unfortunately, right. it just so happens the way the society is structured that we grow up and we start looking at these things differently that we sh- really shouldn't have to look at in certain ways. Right. And because as you were talking, I started, I, I thought, and I said, well, it's like with business. And even, I, I'm even thinking about like my mentors. I always say like, I have, I have a bunch of mentors, I, but I don't say like, oh, I have one woman i have a one mentor that's a woman i always say like oh i got i got seven male mentors and i got one female no i they're all my mentors (laughs) yeah like they're all equal (laughs) and because i'm 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 pretty sure people probably think like oh he's got a bunch of mentors they're all men no they're not (laughs) and i'll tell you one that 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 uh uh, yolanda smith I, i had her on the show actually a couple months ago she is dope (laughs) <laughs> she is dope. She put me on game for real. <laughs> but aside from that, I, I so I'm just now that I'm thinking about it, I'm now thinking, okay, that same thought pattern that I have for that, and even I even I even tell people, like honestly, I prefer to work with women in business. Why? Because women, the way they think, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> makes it easier to work with them as opposed oh, to yeah. a lot of men out here. To be honest, to be We're honest. Pretty- and because it's like when I go to the workplace I don't I don't look at my female co-workers and say oh she's a woman like oh she may not be able to perform at my level like no I don't look at I look at them equally like I'm coming for you like I'm coming for them because I I do business sales so so yeah I uh, but so now for me I'm just thinking I'm, I'm glad you said what you said because now for me, it's like, okay, taking that same thought process and flipping it right. and like being able to, cause now I know how you, how I can do, if I can do that for business and mentors, I can do that for sports and anything else. Yeah. You, you brought some really great points. I'm glad uh, I can help today, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, 
<laughs> hey, that's that's all that's and that's that's the purpose of this platform. It's just the the offer insight and the the listen to people and their stories, and right. hopefully listeners take something away because I know I'm always taking something away. That's why I enjoy having these conversations with dope people like yourself because it's always something for me to learn. And because <laughs> trust me, I go back and I listen sometimes and I'll be taking notes. I can, <laughs> I can apply that somewhere in my life or whatever. So yeah. All right. Now for the interview. This is my favorite segment. I love asking people questions and learning more about people <laughs> and their background. So I'm about to fire off with some questions so that the listeners can learn more about you, Jennifer, your background, and hopefully get some great insight and some great takeaways from you as well. So, so my first question to you is, how do you think this current pandemic we're dealing with is Ooh. going to affect sports that is a great question and to be honest with you because it's such a fluid situation and even the experts now they don't even know um, in terms of exactly what we're dealing with and we're still collecting um data and everything like that the easy answer is like honestly i really don't know to what degree the only thing i do know is that no matter what we gotta adjust to a new normal um, and obviously the only Remedies we have right now, we've all been socially distancing from one another, and each state is going into a different phase, phase one, two, and three, to try to reopen. So I think it will look different in North Carolina than it would in New York, just because those two states were hit differently by the coronavirus. So I think moving forward, there's going to be a lot more precautions, and there's going to be a lot more kind of common sanitary precautions. And the one thing I always kind of um, lean on is, especially when you're with a team before the, even the coronavirus, if you ever had anybody displaying flu-like symptoms, you put them in quarantine anyway. Like they weren't allowed around the team. They weren't allowed to be because you didn't want it to spread to everyone else. So that's something that I'm sure that we'll, we've been doing anyway, and I'm used to that anyway. I, we're going to obviously keep that same regard. I just want to see how universities reshape their policies because they will ultimately determine you know, how does it affect sports and whatnot, so. Okay. So my next question to you, because you were at Virginia Tech. Hokies. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why Queens University of Charlotte? Everyone's been asking me that question. Like, <laughs> I got We really? cannot believe you left the ACC. You know, you were the top assistant. You This, that, and the third. And the, the answer is very, very simple. And if you do your research, right, if you do your research, and I'm big oh, over, I'm big on quality of life, and I'm big on just opportunity, right? So for me, I know as a black female in this profession, you're not going to have as many opportunities to be a head coach at any level, period. And once I did my research on Queens, and I'm looking at their research, I'm looking at the university endowment. I'm looking at the surrounding community. I'm looking at their facilities. I'm looking at the the president. The, the our president is dude is dope, bad, great man, really good man. Damn Lugo, shout out President Lugo. I'm looking at our athletic director Sherry, and I'm looking at all these people around me who, after during the interview process, before, during, and after, I truly believe they want me and the women's basketball program to be successful. 
and you couple it with the resources and just the overall community support, I, I felt like I had to come here. I was so I was destined to be here to try to build something special. So it was a no brainer for me. And and and, and Queens go by the yes and promise, which pretty much means you can have your cake and eat it too. They sold me on that, and I wholeheartedly believe it, and I think it, you can achieve that at Queens University on and off the court. So I could not wait. And we're in Charlotte. Come on now. Charlotte, no fun. <laughs> I was excited to get back to a really nice city, too. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Charlotte is awesome as well. So, But, yes, yeah, so it's a great opportunity. That's what uh, you know, I, was, I was thinking was listening because, you know, you're from Brooklyn and listening to you pronounce Queens, I'm just thinking, like, you know, y'all really get going and just shout Queens. Queens. <laughs> and they just sound like Queens, New York, the way you say it. It's crazy because they, like, posted, oh, Coach Browns is the new head coach at Queens University. So back home, you're from New York. There's a Queens college back home yeah. in New York. So my family was blowing up my time on my phone, like, oh, welcome home. Yes. You know, it's on and popping. That's what they say back home. I don't really, it's on and popping. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, son. They're like, say, let's go, son. And I had to hit them up on the side, like, hey, it's Queens University of Charlotte. It's not New York. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry to disappoint you. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's too yeah. funny. That's too funny. So now that you are a head coach, what are you looking forward to most? And continuing to empower young women. And I know the head coach title, I'm supposed to be about basketball, but for me, it's always been bigger than just basketball, bigger than just wins and losses, period. I think what gets lost a lot is the fact that basketball for me has allowed me a lot of opportunities that I would not have gotten if I did not pick up a ball, just from where I'm from in my background. I've been able to travel the world. I got two degrees because of basketball. And a lot of people was able to groom and mentor me through basketball. And it's taught me so, so many life lessons. So as a head coach, now I get to pay it forward. Now I get to be the true servant leader that I've always been. Now I get to have my vision and put it into into place and recruit and build great people, great leaders and, and let it be young women to go out and be better people once they leave my program and try to change the world. So I think as a head coach, I'm excited to change lives, impact lives, and just continue to build my family while doing something special on the court. And I think because I'm at Queens University um, and they have the resources and the, the people around here that will get behind me, I just got to stay out their way and put things into, into place and continue to be a good person. That was a perfect answer. <laughs> when you talk about a coach, and you know, I told you I played sports myself. Right. I mean, I'm glad you look at it that way. And honestly, I think as a coach, that's how you should look at it. It's bigger than being a coach. Because I think about my coaches. Fortunately, a lot of them I keep in contact with. Mm-hmm. And what they've done for me. I grew up being, you know, having to learn and be disciplined, but, you know, being able to you know, just be under some coaches that further push that. Right. And also like just giving me more tools. And like you said, like just being in a, you know, playing sports and being in the position to learn things and open doors for yourself. And because I tell people all the time playing sports is, 
one of the best things I've done just because the, the level of discipline it takes to be an athlete and that how many other aspects of your life that it affects you at the end. Exactly. You gotta be a, especially team sports, you know, being a team player mm. and there's so many things that we don't even think about, but when we, cause especially as you know, I'm 27, but as I get older and I think about the successes that I'm having now, a lot of that I can attribute to sports. Right. You know, having to work out, having to get up early, be on time, hold Preach. yourself accountable. Yeah. You know, all, <laughs> oh, man, because, you know, my coaches was hard on me. <laughs> yeah. They didn't play. So, like, and because so, it's like when I, you know, when a manager had to talk, to, you know, you got to talk to me or something. It's nothing. Like, right. <laughs> right. Like, okay. Yeah. That, <laughs> go back out there and do it. I always tell people I'm a big fan of tough love. Ain't mm-hmm. no thing to me. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I, I think you definitely hit it on the head with that as far as, you know, being, it's more than being a coach. And I honestly, you look at it like that, I think that's what makes the most effective coaches. You know, it's not just being a coach, it's, it's more than that right. to most people. So last question, what advice would you give to young female athletes? Oh, that's a really good one. I think the biggest thing I can tell them is to kind of keep your eyes on your own mat. There are times where a lot of people look to the left and look to the right or front and behind to see what somebody mm. else and instead of focusing on their self, building yourself up first and handling your business. The, the worst thing you could ever, ever do is waste a ounce of energy or time worried about something you can't control. I can't control how someone feel about me. I can't control how someone treats me. I can control my attitude. I can control my work ethic, period. So just just stay your course, man. Run your race. Don't worry about what someone to the right or left is doing to you because that's how you lose focus. I always laugh when you see the Usain Bolt picture when he's running. (laughs) <laughs> he about to cross the finish line, and he's focused on crossing the finish line. And old dude yeah. in the line got is looking at him. Now you're slowing down because you're looking at somebody else. So stay in your own lane, work hard, stay the course, and keep your eyes on your own mat. And then I'll follow it by, um, and I, I know it's different, man. Maybe because my, my parent, my mom, and my siblings just raised me different. But like, be more independent. Stop allowing your parents to do every little thing for you because now you're losing opportunities where you can problem solve on your own and be able to critically think. So you're, you're, you develop a really bad sense of entitlement because you haven't had to solve a problem on your own, right? You haven't had to accept being told no because mommy or daddy going to come yell at somebody to get you something that you, that my baby got to have this too. So, just like try to figure out a way to empower yourself and just figure it out. Stop letting everybody solve your problems. Stop everybody trying to be more excited about your passion than you are about it. You be excited about something. You take control, right? You put in the effort. You de- dedicate your time. You, 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 you. Now, not mom, not dad, not your coach. No one can want it more than you can. You do it. Because I promise you, if you do that, when you get to college, it'll be a lot easier on you. And now you'll be ready to handle adversity and you won't start crying or something because when you get in the real world, your boss told you no or something like that. So like, learn to empower yourself, be independent, work hard and worry about you.
I know I can definitely take a lot of that advice as well. So <laughs> <laughs> I, um, sorry, go ahead. I said, ask and I for sure. I do every day. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's why that's why I love this show. It's always it's always a teaching moment right. for everybody that's listening. And again, no matter what you do, whether you play sports, whether you're in entertainment, whether you don't do either, it's always something that can be taken from what's been said and applied to everyday life. And for that, I appreciate you dropping thank that you, thank knowledge. You, thank you. I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. I've enjoyed. Um, getting to you talk to you for a little bit and again just thank you so much for giving me this platform to reach people period and kind of get my voice and my name out there and things yeah that get the opportunity for sure come to a queen's women's basketball game please come come to a yes. game come see yes. us we're gonna be a yeah. work in progress understand it's not a quick fix but i'm telling you we're gonna, we're gonna get it right and we're gonna work hard we're gonna play the right way so come come see us come support us you guys heard her go check her out Queens University of Charlotte. You know, yes. Go out, show your support. You know, go watch them. And yeah, and you know, thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure speaking with you as well. Definitely got to have you back on <laughs> to have <laughs> some more uh, dope conversation. Of uh, that being said, I do also wish you and your team the best in the upcoming season. You know, I'm definitely going to make sure I try to get out there and support you guys as well. Thank you. Thank so. you. Thank you. Be like a guest coach or something one day. Give you a little guest. <laughs> that would be fun. I, if, if, I don't, if I'm not able to do anything, I can provide some motivation. So. <laughs> I love getting people amped up. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, you guys make sure to continue liking, sharing, subscribing. Again, go out and Check out Queens University of Charlotte's women's basketball team this upcoming season. That being said, you're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. And until next time, we're out. <laughs>